Welcome to another episode of Brew Roots. I'm Erica. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that tells you the stories behind your favorite beer. Each week we take a look behind the scenes at the craft beer industry. And now, on to the episode. Hey guys, you're listening to a, another episode of Brew Roots. Uh, Matt here, running solo this week. Erica is recovering from Peru. She hiked all of Machu Picchu, which is such an amazing feat. Uh, so congratulations to Erica for literally doing something I could never imagine myself doing. Now you've inspired me. Maybe one day I will do that. And also, uh, no Sound Guide Ryan this week, which totally blows because I have to edit this episode all by myself. But he has a good excuse. He's in finals this week, which many of our listeners probably know finals week sucks. So let's wish Ryan very, very well wished. Good luck on his finals. I'm sure he's going to kick butt. I wanted to take an opportunity to thank our awesome sponsors this week. So we have our friends Shirts on Tap who are creating the best brewery t-shirts money can buy. And we can get you into some awesome brewery t-shirts from across the land of the United States for as little as $5 for your first month. So if you use our promo code at shirtsontap.com, you get your first box for $5. Now you can customize your t-shirt to your liking. If you like that soft, um, form-fitting t-shirt style, you can get that. Or if you like a looser style um, t-shirt, long sleeve, or if you don't like logos, small logo on the breast, or a big logo on the front of the shirt, uh, you have the option to customize how you want your shirt to look and feel. Uh, so do that by using the promo code BREWROOTS at shirtsontap.com. Also, we are so lucky to have another sponsor for this week's episode, our friends over at Beer and Wine Hobby. And if you ever want to learn how to brew your own beer, or make wine, or cheese, or charcuterie, your opportunities are here. And we can get you 10% off your next order online by using the promo code BREWROOTS. That means you can get that kit that you wanted to start for a little bit cheaper. Or if you want to learn how to brew beer, they have amazing classes. So check them out. Um, the link in the bio for both for a little bit more information. And yeah, thank you guys for sponsoring this week's episode. Yeah, so it's just me this week, and I'm very excited for this week's episode because it is a repeat guest. This is this week's episode is going to feature our friend PJ from Navigation Brewery. And for those who don't know, Navigation is in Lowell, Massachusetts. And uh, if you want a little bit more background on what they did, um, go back in the podcast time machine and check out our first episode with PJ. And that kind of talks about their humble beginnings. Uh I do fair warn you, the audio quality is awful on that episode because we weren't using one mic and we didn't have a sound guy and we really didn't know what we were doing, but we were asking some pretty good questions and PJ is awesome, uh, a true, like one of the nice guys in the brewing industry and a lot of people attribute their success in the brewing industry to PJs, which is incredible. Uh, what we kind of focus on in this episode is we talk about kind of the less than sexy aspect of the brewing industry. Um, you know, the stuff that we don't typically showcase. We talk about kind of, you know, um, the red roses and everything's great. But um, he kind of goes into why it's a difficult industry and, you know, how 
you need to work hard to be great at your craft. Um, so I won't spoil too much, but uh, it's a really, really great episode, and I'm excited to release it. With that being said, uh, this week I have been drinking a ton of small change uh, brewing, and they're from Everett, and we are going to be interview. We are going to be releasing an episode actually with them in a couple weeks. And uh, I've been, of course, I've been drinking a ton of Notch, uh, which is like a, a pretty much a standby at this point. Uh, I haven't had a bad beer from them, and I want to have a bad beer from them just to be like objective. And it's it's uh, it's a good struggle, I guess, to have. Um, so like we, we teased last week, we are going to be changing gears a little bit. We're going to still be doing interviews, but we're going to be improving the product of the podcast even further. Uh, so we teased, um, last week what we're going to be doing and I'm going to be teasing it again. We're going to be doing, um, a lot with the production value of our podcast. So you're going to hear, um, still same great content and guests. Um, and we've got some really, really exciting guests coming up, uh, I know we're stepping out of state for a couple, which is always a great thing. And uh, rumor has it we might even be going um, to the Midwest. Uh, I know a lot of our Kentucky listeners are trying to set up like 15 interviews for us or something crazy like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll go. If you um, if you have an area that you guys really feel that we are missing, because I think we are missing a huge portion of the um, country. In fact, I know we are. Um, drop us a line in our DMs because we want to cover not just the New England area because, trust me, I am biased. I think the New England area does have the best beer. But I want to find out more about, you know, the Midwest. I want to find out more about the uh, Pacific Northwest. I want to find out about the South uh, beer scene. We know a little bit about the Texas beer scene. Um but, like, I have no clue what's going on in, like, the North Dakota beer scene. So if we have any listeners from, you know, random areas, uh, send us a DM. Tell us about your area. We want to we wanna learn more. Um, with that being said, we cannot do this podcast without support from you guys. So I just wanted to take a second out to thank all of our listeners who take the time out to uh, leave a comment, five-star review. We currently have um, a five-star rating on iTunes um, and a bunch of podcasts. Uh, mediums. So I just wanted to thank you guys. And we can continue to grow and be more searchable and make our podcast more accessible to more people um, by your continued support. So if you like the podcast, please share, tell your friends um, to follow us on social media, tell them to listen to an episode. Uh, one thing we're going to be making more of an effort of is making our content more digestible. So we do have a couple hour long episodes, but we're going to try to keep it core to that, you know, 35 to 40 minutes, which we think is the the sweet spot for a podcast. Um, and as always, please follow us on social media at Brew Roots. And if you have any suggestions, feel free to drop us a DM in any of our social medias, or please email us at our very public email, info at brewroots.com. We always want to improve, and we we don't. sometimes you don't know what you don't know. So if you guys can tell us what you think we're doing well or what we're not doing not so well, um, that helps us a ton. So without hesitation, I want to introduce my good friend, PJ, from Navigation Brewery outside of Lowell, Massachusetts. Cheers. All right, we are here on, I think I say this most episodes on what feels like the coldest day, but I just had to walk across the uh, Western Ave studio parking lot, and I don't know, the breeze in Lowell seems like it's colder. I lived here for a number of years, so. It's a wind tunnel. It's a wind tunnel. 
That's that is a true statement. Um, if you don't know by the accent right there, that's PJ. He has like the most distinct. I was listening to the earlier episode that we did with him. Uh, PJ of Navigation Brewing Company. How are you today? Very well. Very well. Thank you. And thank you for returning. Obviously, you enjoyed doing it the first time that you wanted to come back. Oh, a chance to talk? Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you guys haven't gotten a chance to uh, listen to the previous episode with PJ, I would suggest pausing right here and uh, going backwards because you might be a little bit lost. We're going to go over some things we went over in the first episode, but nonetheless, how are you, PJ? Doing well. Doing very well. Business is good here at Navigation. Business is great. Um, I'm lucky to be here earlier on a Friday afternoon because I have made the mistake, not the mistake, but I have come at five or six at night and it's quite busy, so that's, it, that's it'll, a good thing. It'll get very busy, yeah, and I think we had to take that interview elsewhere. We did, yes. <laughs> because of the noise. So, um, what is your first memory of beer? We went over this on the first episode, but we always ask that. I just want to see. The first know. memory? Yeah. Um, well, it wasn't legal, but, <laughs> you know, it's typical stuff of probably like high school kids, you know, kind of by a bonfire, thinking we're uh, indestructible and... Uh, Having good times, I guess. Yeah. But later on, when I got introduced to real beer, um, it was uh, f- just far better because then there was something there. There was, you know, taste. There was different m- mouth feels. There was all kinds of great stuff going on. So, what was the first real beer, quote unquote, that you remember having? Um, it was probably it was probably a harpoon. Uh, it was either probably a harp a toss between harpoon and possibly it could have been even Guinness too. Um, I remember going to parties and you'd, you know, there'd be a 30 pack of Coors Light, Bud Light, uh, Budweiser, and I just get sick and tired of buying a lot of beer and everybody drinking it. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to go buy something nobody else will drink. And uh, it worked and I, my palate grew to love it. So Excellent. All right. So the last time we did an, an interview with you was a year and seven months ago. So a lot has changed. Let's go over some of the things that have changed because... Your, some of your goals on the first interview was to step outside the tap room and be yep. able to distribute outside of the tap room, which I've seen you've been able to do that. Uh, no, we are not. We've actually completely um, changed that. We cha- we ended up changing that, and everything is in-house in the tap room. Um, we we have done canning. Correct. So that's what yep. I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm thinking, like, there's no distribution whatsoever. Right. Uh, but, yes, we, uh, we were able to start doing a lot more uh, limited-run canning lines. Um, and uh, those have been going really well. Uh, as quick as we can can it, it's gone. Unfortunately, we just don't have the manpower or the time to can more often mm-hmm. um, as we'd like. And it's also trying to keep up with the demand that we constantly have in the tap room. Let's talk about that demand. What keeps people coming back to navigation? Um, you know, they, that we, we get when we, when we read reviews from um, some of the searches. It's, it's uh, good people, good times, good food good beer uh, but I think a big part of that is we're we're constantly rotating those beers so that um, people are having something that's fresh I mean at this point I don't think there's a beer in this place that's older than five weeks old uh, we're going uh, as fast as we brew it um, it's being sold mm-hmm. but navigation does have some not flagship but you do have the staples, staples we'll call them yeah. staples yeah we do our pale ale we'll do the milk stout um, our IPA um, things like the coffee porter, which I believe you're drinking yep. right now, um, we'll do we'll do that one quite often. Black pepper porter. Uh, we started getting. Uh, we're actually brewing Kolsch more often. Um, there's a whole list of them. It's, to be honest with you, it's tough to keep up. I mean, I think we're over 150 beers right now. So, 
you guys obviously you brew an IPA, you brew pale ale. Yeah. Um, we are seeing a little bit of a trend change in the brewing industry. We are seeing what you mentioned, Kolsch's. You're seeing more lagers, Pilsner's. Um, is that something that is important to you to kind of have a beer available for everybody? Or it absolutely is important. It's uh, it's actually, in my opinion, it's very essential for any business. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna brew one particular style. Um, then that you're only going to get that crowd that goes there. But you know what? When we have people, I think this is what attributes to our success is, you know, a husband and wife can come together, and even if he's not a beer person or she's not a beer person, we can try to find something that fits their palate uh, the best we can, and it's they'll stay and they'll have a beer, and maybe they'll have two beers. Um, but otherwise, they would have not came together. Have there been moments for you where someone says, I'm a big fan of a, a domestic, and insert the blank of what a domestic it is. You oh, hand yeah. them something that's comparable, right? And yeah, then yeah. all of a sudden they come back and they say, I'd like something completely different. Is that a moment that you see often here? No, what we typically do, actually, I have, I have fun with it. Uh, when they come in and they'll tell me uh, it's uh, that they enjoy something like a Coors Light or a, or a Bud Light, I'll actually give them the Milk Stout. Uh, the darkest beer that we have at the time, um, and it, and I'll give it to them. And the look on their face is like, you want me to drink what? Yeah, what the hell did you give me? Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. is this? Oh, I don't like dark beers. And I tell them, close your eyes and take a sip. And then they realize it's all that sweetness and everything that they really like from the other beers. Uh, and, and so when you have a, something like a, a milk stout or a sweet stout or something that's roasty, coffee in it, you know, we'll ask them questions like that. Do you drink coffee? Do you? What do you drink? And uh, we try to, f- we always try to find them something. Very rarely do they come back because those type of drinkers typically like to stay with one drink that they know. So once they know it, they'll stick with that one. Unfortunately, what happens is they come back three weeks later and, and they're like, it, it's, I'm like, ah, sorry, you got to come back in like four months. We'll have that back on. So PJ, is it still you and Bob uh, doing the brewing? Yeah, still Bob and I doing the brewing. Um, and those who don't know, Bob is your father-in-law. B- Bob is my father-in-law. Yeah, it's the b- it was the best marriage ever. You know. <laughs> um, the um, yeah, so Bob and I do um, do the brewing together. I'm doing most of the Sullivan work, uh, you know, packaging the beer. Um, we d- he does come in to help me can. Um, and are you doing canning by yourself? You're yeah, we we have a small little canning operation that we're doing. So it's it's very uh, it's very manual, intense labor. Um, uh, so that it, that and it's again it's it's the um, the amount of beer we have available. Yeah, you certainly do have a lot of beer. What is the system that we're brewing on right now? So right now we actually purchased. Um, so we it's purchased. A little bit different it than it is different. Here. So this is this seven barrel system is something we purchased back in July from Riverwalk Brewing up in yep, yep. Uh, Steve up Sanderson. In, yeah. yeah, Steve's great. Um, so we, we purchased that from them. So we're uh, we're actually right now. So we're filling. We have uh, four or five barrel fermenters and we have an eight barrel fermenter. So we're filling those those um, quantities with that twice a week we brew on Tuesdays and we typically brew Tuesdays and Thursdays um, occasionally we'll have um, something that ferments out fast and we're able to brew like three beers so PJ something that you do that's maybe not unique I mean the beer community is pretty amazing a lot of the people that I have interviewed that are starting new comp- new brewing companies attribute a lot of their success to you um, which is pretty cool to me yeah <laughs> they say you know they see the success story that you've had and you're always oh wow that's awesome <laughs> but i mean they're, <laughs> they're saying to you you know to me that you know pj's always been there to help me out oh you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it help i mean helping helping hands is always something you everybody always wants something somebody to you know to kind of help them guide through and then it's it's like being i wouldn't 
I guess it's attested to being like a father, right? You don't want your child to make the same mistakes you did, so you want to share that, right. you know. So, and I, and I and I, I guess that would be part of that. I guess I'm actually I'm pretty humbled by that, yeah. but that's that's pretty cool. But I I mean, if somebody calls and wants a hand and needs it, you know, or a question, I, I yeah, I'm happy to help them. Yeah, where did you get that attitude? Who kind of passed that? I, I would it would it was it was Ben Howe from Enlightenment. Um, I remember he was a, one of the first guys I reached out to because he was in Lowell. He was a brewery. We we're thinking about opening a brewery yep. in Lowell. I didn't want to step on anybody's toes, so when I reached out to to Ben, I mean he was he showed me that same respect. He was, I mean for he handed us all of his paperwork. He said this is what I applied with the TTB in case. You know, you don't have to go through that whole process. So I think it definitely probably came from that, that, that there was the first person I met like that was really awesome. Yeah. Can we talk about the Merrimack Valley for, yeah. a, for a second? Uh, as someone who lived in this area for seven years, it's great to see you guys, Merrimack Ale, and even to a certain extent we see beer work. But, yeah. you know, you have to go as far as Oak and Iron to get to another brewery almost within the Merrimack Valley. Yeah, yeah. What what is slowing the progress for breweries in this area that you feel? Um, I think I think in this area here, I, I, it's um, it, it's a location thing, really. Um, you know, I think thankfully because we're in Lowell, uh, you know, we have the Songus Arena, we have Little Asha Park. Yep. Um, they're awesome. You know, we got Cross Point uh, Cross Point Towers where yep. you get a lot of businesses over there. Former Wang Tower. Yeah, the former Wang Towers. Um, so there's businesses, you know, that are that are. Um, that are around here unfortunately i think um i think a big thing is people think they have to go to the big cities um right. or they have to be out in the countryside uh you know i i don't know what it, it, it could be the zoning as well uh, i know when we were when we first started looking you know we, it was a struggle with the zoning with the cities because they weren't set up to have something like this i think that a lot of towns i know chelmsford example is uh is actively pursuing a um a brewery yep. uh they're really trying to get i think they're trying to get more of a brewery restaurant in there gastropub kind of idea yeah yeah i think that's what they're trying to go for um you know um but i, I think it's i think it's coming around I'm not, to be honest with you, I, I don't know i yeah. don't know why um i think i think people just want to get more you know you, I think they want to get more where the hustle and bustle is, and they're trying to get as close to the city as possible, or out in the countryside where you can have a, uh, a really nice place like Stone Cow. I mean, you go into a farm, there's an ice cream stand there. I mean, that's, I think that would be anybody's dream to have something on the piece of property like that. But, yes, we are in Lowell. Yeah. And I know there are people who have the stigma of Lowell, whatever, right? Lowell's evolved immensely. Oh, over, absolutely. Even in the last time that we spoke to you, things have changed. Um, here at the tap room and you guys have a legit location yeah we have a legit location um and you know i might as well tell you now but we yep. may we're actually looking for a new one okay um we're, we're looking at space additional space in this in this building that we're currently in but we're also exploring other options out you know whether it's inside the city or on the outskirts of the city um we need a bigger tap room is really what we need and then we just as much as i love this area i'd love to stay here and hopefully we can grow in this space because we're you know, we're home here. We got a great parking spot, parking lot in the yeah. out there, where there's plenty of parking, um, which is very rare for the cities. Um, but it, it's great to have. But um, 
the stigma is, I, I, I would hope that goes away. But, you know, again, that comes down to what you hear people see in the news. Right. Uh, Lowell's a totally different, uh, you know, there's a lot going on here. I mean, we have the Winterfest Bowl mm-hmm. in, in February. They have the largest free festival in July. Lowell Folk Fest. The Lowell Folk yep. Fest. Um, Songus Arena. The Songus Arena, Lalasha Park. I mean, we got the we got the single-A Red Sox yeah. playing here. Guys like Kevin Euclid yeah. <laughs> actually hit home runs out of Lalasha no, Park, pretty. right? Um, have you seen more success with the university's growth? Um, so that for those who don't know, UMass Lowell is, if you're in a different state, it's kind of like your University of Texas. Yeah, you know, it's a yeah. subsidiary of the UMass Amherst system. So yeah, correct. Um, we we don't we don't see a lot of the students. Okay. Uh, we have done some things with the senior classes when they're going out. It would be like um, like, a bar like crawl. senior week, yep. yeah. And it was uh, it wasn't a bar crawl. It was more it was more on the lines of uh, they would take a, they actually took a barcia so that they were carted before they got on and afterwards. But we get we get a lot of the professors. Okay. Um, and um, you know you know what we actually uh, we end up getting there seems to be something going on in the summertime um, um, where there's some foreign exchange. Okay. So last year there was a lot of um, uh, Germans that came through, and it just happened to be that we were brewing a ton of German beers at the time, so they were really, really happy. Uh, and it was funny because they would come in and have arguments because in Germany they they named the beer styles after the regions. Okay. So we had like a Kottbusser on, we had a Heffenweizen yeah. on, so they were like, those are their styles. Right? Cool. So they were all like they were having like it was friendly competition among yeah. them, but it was really fun. So I, who knows comes this year? So what do we have on tap right now? Are you Ooh. in the winter months, or are you kind of starting planning? Are you planning for spring already? No, we, we, we kind of we, we kind of ignore those the whole seasonal thing a lot of the times. You know, we have a few seasonal beers that we'll do um, d- during the summer mostly. Uh, some occasionally we'll have one in the fall. Uh, we do a lot of transition beers in the fall and spring to kind of get people's palates ready for what's about to come. Um, right now on tap, we have the coffee porter. We have um, um, a pale winter weed ale. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, a winter saison. What else do we get going did on there? did see something on Instagram. Was it a New England IPA? So I, I, won't, I, I call them IPAs. Right. I'll say it's hazy. Um, I... I'm not, you know, it's, it's, I'll just say it's an American IPA. Um, okay. I let other people determine whether those are New England style or not. Um, right. We have, uh, we, we do this uncharted series of beers, of IPAs, where um, what we'll do is we'll kind of mess around with um, the, maybe like one through three is uh, just the change of the yeast. Th- three, four, five might be a hop. It might be completely uh, the hop profiles, and then you know six, seven, eight could be a change in the grain profile a little bit, but the same hops is one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we, we just it's just a revolving series of IPAs. Uh, the last two we have uh, the number uh, twelve and thirteen. They have a lot more of that double dry hopping that's going on there, and then um, they're a little on the hazier side. A heck of a lot juicier than than some of the others. How has your brewing um, changed over the last couple of years? Um, because I it's mean, you a lot easier. A, you were in an eleven hundred <laughs> square foot space. Yeah, it's garage. gotten a lot. It's gotten and a lot easier. I remember going there, and <laughs> freezing, and <laughs> yeah. you just showing us. Um, <laughs> I don't even I, know if we had heat in yeah. that place, to be honest. With you. And at the time, PJ, I have to be honest with you, it was kind of like, will navigation be existing in six months? Yeah. And that's kind of a scary thing. Mm-hmm. What was the moment that you guys kind of knew that? It was probably it was probably uh, shortly after we opened the doors when people just started pouring in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, w- after six months, we knew that we needed a bigger space. Right. 
and that's when the search began. So it was a year later, we were in a new space. Here's our current location over at Western Ave Studios. And, um, and we've known since last year that we needed a bigger space. We kind of held it off over the summertime because we do have a nice big outdoor area course, that yeah. holds all of the people. The wet, as long as the weather's nice, um, it can be, you know, if it's rain, it can be tight. But, you know, sometimes people just go home. Uh, anyway, we're, we're at that point now. We're at that breaking point where we're actively um, in search of something new um, in just bigger space. Again, it's more of a, uh, I'm, we're thinking more of a beer hall type atmosphere. Yep. Uh, probably about a 5,000 square foot tap room and then the brewery itself doesn't need to be that big again it's just bob and i and right. we, you know we'll add a few more fermenters to it but we could probably get away with like a 20 you know three thousand square foot area so absolutely yeah. i love your tap room i frequent here quite yeah. often what is the what's special about navigation like like we talked about it you said like good people good food yeah. good atmosphere but it has a certain charm. It's almost like you step outside of. Y yeah, you kind of get lost, right. and uh, a big part of it is uh, I actually kind of <laughs> I find it funny. We don't have any signs or anything that says it, but uh, we don't have Wi-Fi here. <laughs> so and we're in a big brick building. So people technically a lot of places don't get great service inside right. here. Um, so the phones are off, and they get to have to talk to one another. And a lot of times, you know, we won't put the TV on very rarely unless right. there's a college game on. Again, volume's all the way down. We don't bother with it. Um, it we sort of make people talk to each other. Yeah. So when people come in, they can't find a seat. We'll look around. The beer, you know, the, the guys, guys or the girls pouring beer, we'll look around. They're, these people are looking for a seat, and we'll just uh, we'll kind of gear them and say, hey, that couple over there, they got, they got room. No one's with them. Go talk to them. And they'll move over, and next thing you know, they got good friends, and they're usually coming back again. Yeah. to hang out can you tell us what a week looks like between you and bob brewing wise and because i i think right. we tell like the luxurious side of brewing. oh right? yeah right? absolutely so nobody has a clue i want to <laughs> tell us what the the shitty parts of brewing. you know like yeah you want to yeah. know what the shitty parts yeah, of brewing yeah. are? here you yeah. go all right i'll start off on a monday i wake up about four o'clock in the morning i'm usually in here by about 4 30 quarter four uh five um, throwing on kettles to, to clean kegs. Uh, I'll clean kegs from about 5 o'clock to five about 5.30, let's say. 5.30 to about 10.30 in the morning, and then I'm packaging a beer. Uh, that, that package process takes about an hour and a half or so, because now you're, uh, you clean those kegs, you sanitize those kegs, you purge those kegs. Now you're filling those kegs. Well, after those kegs are filled, the, the tanks need to be cleaned. Um, and cleaning is probably about 90% of the work we have to do around here. Um, that cleaning gets done. I'm out of here, usually out the door by 4 o'clock, uh, and it's starting all over on Tuesday we brew. Um, I'm usually, I walk in the door at 5.30. The kettles are ready to go at 6. We're mashing in. We're done brewing usually by 2 o'clock, 2.30. Um, but then again, it's a little bit of cleanup time, so we may be able to, for a couple hours, we may be able to package some beer um, if we can or clean some more kegs in that time. Wednesday is like, similar to a Monday. Thursday is similar to a Tuesday. Friday, I come in, uh, is probably my only day that I I get to sleep in. Um, What's sleeping in for you, 6 a.m.? Yeah, my wife woke <laughs> me up at 6.06 this morning. She says, hey, it's 10 minutes past 6. And I called her a liar. I said, it's 6 minutes past 6. Um, and then, yeah, and then uh, I kind of took my time getting in here this morning. She probably showed up here around 7.30, 8 o'clock. Um, and then uh, just get ready from the night before and, and, and repackage beer for the weekend in, in, in the uh, in the cold room 
um, and then the weekends here, and then we're we're rolling around pedal the clock. To the metal. Yeah, it's pedal to the metal. You know, it's, we're just we're just going 100 miles an hour. Um, you know, pouring beer on during our open hours, but then you know I got to come back too. Right. So after we close, like I'll, I'll leave here tonight. After this interview, I'll take off. I'll go pick up my son. We'll go home. I'll have a nice family night tonight. Tuck everybody in, but when you're we, back here, yeah, I'll be back here at 10:30 after they close at 10 uh, to repack to restock for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and then clean up if anything hasn't been cleaned up. Make sure the cat's fed. You know, we do have a brewery cat, so he's got to be given some attention to too. Um, and then again on sun, Saturday, Sunday, it's the same thing. Right. So it's before and after, and making sure making sure you know we're in a big old industry uh, mill. I mean, I think this is the oldest mill in Wall, so it's an old dungy place uh so we gotta make it look as nice and as presentable as possible for an old dungy place you guys have clean beer yes you have consistent beer yep, yep. and your place is pristine i mean it's clean here yeah we we try well we we do the best we can you know and, and during those other times when, when i say 90 percent cleaning that's what we're doing cleaning yeah. you know the floors are getting cleaned all the time um uh, it, you know, you're hosing everything down constantly. You're wish, wiping everything down. Um, you know, the tanks are getting all kinds of craziness going on in them. So yeah, sometimes here we make brewing sound really sexy. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah, it, yeah. it is. It's, I mean. it's it's not the t- you know in the, the tap rooms are nice. The, you know, they a lot of the nice. There's a lot of nice tap rooms out there, and it, it's like it's behind the scenes though. You take a walk back there and kind of look around and see what's going on and. Yeah. Things are piled everywhere. You have grain in one corner. You may have barrels aging in another corner. Um, you're hiding things like your, all your pumps are getting hidden behind tanks, and you try to make the best you, the best you can with as much little space as you have. I would venture to say the majority of your patrons have no clue. It's just you and Bob Bruin. Uh, the new people have no clue. Yeah. yeah. The funny part is too is um uh, I'll I'll jump in behind the tap um, behind the taps. From time to time, I'll fill in, and uh, I don't tell anybody that I own the place, yep. so that I brewed the beer or anything like that. I just because then you, you can get a reaction you get from it. Yeah, you get yeah, yeah. really honest feedback. But then when they find out that oh yeah, that's the owner, they, they come over and they're like oh I, you know, and they usually tell you nice compliments, which is nice. Yeah. But it's uh, it's just a funny reaction to get out of them. What is some funny feedback that you've maybe received? Oh, I'd probably have to go to Untapped on some yeah. of this stuff. On Untapped, it's just kind of. It's comical. Yeah. Um, everybody's a critic, and uh, I think I think I think I just find it comical. <laughs> Are you a f- so? Many of our listeners have encouraged us to ask questions. Are you a fan of Untapped? I, I, I love Untapped for the purposes of keeping track of what I drank. Um, I, I I'll be honest with you, I'm not a rating systems person. Right. Um, Neither is this podcast. So yeah, I, I'm just um, I don't rate beer. Um, I know, I, and the reason being is because everybody has a different interpretation of something, and everybody's palate's different. So you know, you may love the coffee porter, and the next guy may not. Right. And in in order, and you may you know you're going to go out there and probably give it a true rating because you like coffee porters or whatever style it is that you like, and you're going to give that a good rating. But if you're trying to compare it to somebody else's beer, mm-hmm. and rating it based on that, it just doesn't work. Um, and then and then you have people that just don't know how to rate. You know, if you look at a five-scale system where it's sort of like, it'd be like school, like you have an A, B, C, D, right. E, F. Some people think a three stars is great. Right. And I, and I say, <laughs> I would say to that person. That's like a C. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a, well, 
you, 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 I mean, I need to try harder. I mean, yeah. I'm just average. But, you know, when I tell people, you know, it does really matter. You know, some of these breweries, I think it really matters because they not make it or break them, but it, it can um, it can really affect the outcome. Because I always tell people, you know, if you go to if you're going to go to a hotel or something, are you going to stay in a three star hotel? Or are you going to stay right. in a five star hotel? If they were the same price. Right. Uh, but you may not get it because of the experience. Are there many people that are from the 1,100 square foot space that still come? Oh, we got a ton of them. There's a ton of people. Yeah, they, we call them the OGs. Um, there's actually a few people here now that yeah. are, that are, they'll they usually the guys that come in early on Thursday or early on fr from our old days because yep. uh, that we always we're always open on a Thursday. Um, so they would they'll usually come in on Thursday or uh, Friday is early. Uh, we'll be able to sit back and. We all usually laugh, and yeah. but a lot of times they'll be here for events. But yeah, they're constantly coming around. What's some information that you'd like to tell PJ three and a half years ago that you know now? You weren't as crazy as you thought you were. Why is that? <laughs> Elaborate a little bit. Um, it's it's taken a leap. So it's taken a leap of faith on on a lot of things. You know, you're you're trying to start a business. Um, you're not sure if it's going to be successful. You have this aspiration that it's going to be good. It may not be exactly what you thought it was going to be. It may not be, you know, crazy, crazy, crazy. But it's gonna, it's gonna be. Everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. That's probably more or less what I would say. So everything's, everything's gonna, gonna be, be okay. Yeah. Yeah. You've had some great successes in the last year. Yeah, I'd have to say. I, yeah, we have fun. That's yeah. what I say. We have fun. Let's talk about them. Brag. You can brag a little. <laughs> I, about I, you it. know what? The best, the best success I had is able to be able to not have to work two jobs. Uh, being able right, to work. I was going to ask you just yeah. about that. Yeah. So that was a lot. It's, it was a year in October. So Congratulations. Past, thank you. It was, and it's been, it's been awesome. So for those who don't know, you did landscaping. Where no, right land surveying. Land yeah. surveying. Yeah. Yes, so a civil, right. uh, land development, right. civil engineering, and real estate. So, yeah. yeah. So that's pretty good. Yeah. So uh, to be able to walk away from that, you know, there was a 20-year career doing that. I started real young. I actually worked while I was going through college in the field. Um, and to be able to walk away from that, it was uh, – it was it was a little bittersweet, but it, it, to be able to work for myself, right? Be your uh, own boss. Be my own boss. Yeah, and I'm good. sure your family appreciates that too. <laughs> uh, you could ask my wife. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's not it's not 90 hour weeks anymore. Right. Um, it's only 80 hour weeks. Right. <laughs> what sets navigation apart from other breweries? Um, I you know I, I'm not really sure if it. To set us apart, I, I can't really say because I think we're all kind of similar. Uh, I think everybody has their own their own image of themselves and everything. But um, you know, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go back to community. It's a big community that we created here, um, and 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 probably if there's anything like with our product wise, it's probably the array of stuff that we produce regularly um, or and bring back. Um, and it, it's just one of those things where you know Bob's Bob's recipes are they're literally endless. Um, being being involved in brewing for that long for that period for that long of time and still being able to do it is uh, has been a blessing for for us because we're bringing back stuff that we're or introducing things to people that um, that are uh, not a lot of people can do. What's something that you wanted to leave in 2018 but bring forward to 2019? leave and bring forward huh um i'm not sure you got me off guard on that one is there any trends in the bearing industry that maybe you wish stayed in 2018 
Um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think everything changing all the time is kind of a good thing. Um, um, I'm, I'm just hoping, uh, I'm just hoping moving forward that, um, that, uh, you know, I'm not, I can't really think of anything. Nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm trying I, to, I'm trying to find some words for something, but I can't yeah. find. No, that's an honest answer. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Um, so you guys are brewing all the time. Yeah. Um, is there a style that you simply just will not brew? I will not brew a pumpkin ale. Pumpkin ale. And you also mentioned the blueberry ale, too. Oh, I said the blue. Yeah, you and I would talk about that. Yeah. We, so here's the thing. I am uh, very picky on these things. So we get blueberries. If we're going to do something with blueberries, those blueberries are coming from my yard. And okay. I got about, I don't know, I think I'm up to about 12 or 15 blueberry bushes, and they're pretty mature. So we'll parade things like that, and, and, we'll, and we'll, we'll use things like those. Um, I'm just not, you know, any any kind of um, fruit or anything that we're going to add to the beer is definitely going to be locally sourced if it's not coming from me directly. Um, but that, that, you know, but I'm gonna, I'll go back to pumpkin ale. I will not <laughs> brew a pumpkin ale. We did one time brew a pumpkin ale, but it was a pilot batch, and I told Bob that was the last time we'll ever brew it. So I'm looking at, we have a bunch of stuff here in like yeah, malt some and grain, every, yeah. you know, grain. You say you you you. You source pretty locally. Usually we, yeah, sometimes we do. Uh, so we get some Valley Malt over there. Uh, we use uh, Blue Ox guys yep. up in Maine, Maine quite yep. a bit. Yep. This is, this particular, this is uh, something actually out of, I want to say it's out of South Dakota or Nebraska. It's called Two Tracks. We're giving them another try. Uh, they get some really, really, really good base malt cool. uh, from out there. But a lot of times with the specialty malts, we're typically using the locally sourced stuff because they, they can get us the smaller quantities. Uh, when it comes to the larger quantities, it's, it's um, you know, it, it's tough to get that locally sourced pay, uh, the two row all the time or, or, or those other things where we can get the pallets of it um, from out west and those guys grow grain out there too you know yeah. they just have it yeah all right so we kind of talked about what's going on here mm -hmm. we've talked about a little bit of the future you know looking for a new space what other goals do you have um we'll just um i, I think we just want to keep on the same trend uh, i do i would personally like like i said Depending on the new space, that's going to determine a lot of different things. Um, one of those things is the, the 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 ability to get more tanks. We need we definitely need more tanks. I want to be able to brew more beer um, in various styles. I'd like to add a brewing day, um, and I'd like to probably bring on some probably start as part time help Solomon help. Um, those are things I'm looking at in 2019 to kind of I guess bring forward. We, we want to be able to do that. Um, but it, again, those all those are all dependent on the new space and then catching up. You know, another thing that we're we're very proud of here is uh, Bob and I don't have any debt in this place. Everything in here we own. We've we we literally started on a shoestring, and we're super super conservative when it comes to anything. Um, and um, we won't buy it until we, we until we until we have the money for it. Yeah. Really, uh, we just won't do it. And that's the investments we make into the company. Um, so we're really proud to say we don't owe anybody a penny. You know, I, I can sleep at night yes. and I can pay myself uh, knowing that, um, that, you know, we don't owe anybody any money. So, Any plans to distribute outside of the tap room? Right now, yeah, 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 I mean, I'd love to say yes. Um, I, I think the plan is, um, it, again, it all depends. If we start canning more often, um, it, 
you know, w the, the little we can now, when we do do can runs, um, it's gone real quick. Right. It, it moves real fast. And um, granted, they are smaller canning runs compared to the other guys that are out there, but it's still um, it's still a decent amount of beer, um, and, it, and it moves really fast. So we're thinking if we start canning more often, that we would either have that more regularly available. If it's sticking around, then we may try to distribute it out to some local places. But to be honest with you, I with the trend and the way everything goes and the the, the 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 feedback we get, I do not see the beer moving somewhere else. I, th I think it's going to sell here before we have an opportunity to, to distribute it. It's the best margin from brewery to person right I, it, here it, it, well. you know margin is big yes that's an obvious thing people would say that but for us it's a little bit more about the uh it's the, it's the quality control i know the beer i'm selling that person is as fresh as it can be right and if it isn't i'm not going to sell it to them period it, i mean that's it's always been about the beer for us um so the, you know, if I if I start distributing it outside, you don't have you lose all control of the temperature it's kept at. You know, is it on a shelf? Is it in a cooler? Is it being hidden out back for two months because they're not going to get any for another right. three months? You know, those are all things that I don't have to worry about. And um, and you know, it's it if it sells at our location, I rather sell it at our location, right. for, more so for that purpose than for the. Than, than for, you know, jumping over the middleman, really. Yeah. PJ, that's why they call you, like, the on I told you on that <laughs> yeah. text message, I said you're one of the good guys in the <laughs> business. I mean, you really are. Um, I appreciate you taking some time out of your obviously busy schedule. Which you no, mentioned problem, no problem, no um, problem. Where are we located in Lowell? So, so we are at... Can come stop by. Yeah, so we're at what they call Western Avenue, Western Avenue Studios on Western Ave um, in Lowell, Massachusetts. The actual address is 122 Western Ave. I always tell people if you're trying to get here, you want to go to the GPS and you want to plug in the intersection of School Street and Western Ave. Um, Western Ave's a dead end, but it wasn't a dead end. So what happens is sometimes it'll take you to a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot on the other side of some train tracks, and there's no way to get over here. And we don't want people walking across the train tracks. Yeah. So um, that that you know we tell people also uh, Saturdays are a great day to come check us out. Uh, the first Saturday of the month is probably a really great day because you can have an experience more than just the tap room. The building itself is open to um, the uh, the open studios for the artists. There's yep. 150 artist studios here, uh, largest group of artists, community of artists in the United States. And they have everything from glass blowers, woodworkers, photographers, jewelry makers, uh, painters, um, you name it. They do it here, um, and uh, it's pretty cool to walk around and check it out. And then you can come down and have a beer afterwards. Absolutely. Uh, so there's a lot on tap here, and by the time this episode comes out, there's going to be even more. So yeah, there probably will I'm, be. I'm really excited for what's next for you guys. So good luck with your search for hey, thanks for coming building. down again. Yeah. Um, little part of me hopes you expand into this space because I love Western Ave Studio. So I we well uh, we're we're our first heart is down here, so right. we're just trying to figure something out within this within this building, and then um, if that doesn't work out, then then we'll we'll start exploring outside of that. Yeah. But at this time, we you know we've kind of established ourselves here, and we'd yeah. like to stick around. And if you aren't already doing so, make sure you go follow Navigation Brewery on social media and PJ. Those are so it's Navigation Brewing Co. N a v i g a t i o n b r e b r e 
W-I-N-G-C-O. Uh, you can find us with that name on um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, check out the website, just navigationbrewing.com. Uh, that's the best way. And then all those are linked up there, so you can find everything uh, that way amongst the 400 things pj does he also runs those pages right <laughs> most of the time yeah. my wife does the auto corrections for me that's afterwards because yep. i am horrible at grammar <laughs> <laughs> i know i know that struggle too bad too much but uh fat fingers little phones no as we were talking before you're learning how to take photos i i, I literally said to myself jesus christ this guy does more stuff for this place well hey it's my it's my it's my it's uh it's my baby yeah you know, so i'm treating it like that well it's always a pleasure when i can shoot the shit with you yeah yeah, you too, man. You, man. You too. Cool. Until next time. Until next time. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to that episode with PJ. I just wanted to let you guys know, uh, we do appreciate all your support um, and we need some more support. So if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on the podcast medium that you are listening to. It helps us out more than you can even imagine. Um, in addition to that, please follow us on social media at Brew Roots on literally everything and uh, tag us on your next beer post because we want to see what you guys are drinking out there because we want to know awesome and until next week cheers <laughs>